last week on the Nefesh podcast. A privilege to have on and welcome my sister Paula. So you were adopted, you were adopted out of our family. Did you always know that you were adopted? Yes, um, I was always told um, from a young age that I was adopted. Um, I don't remember, um, I don't remember like my parents sitting me down and and saying that, but I just um, knew that. I just, uh, I don't know how they told me or when exactly, but some of the thoughts I had were just, um, yeah, they don't need another kid in that family. (laughs) They're good. Sitting there and making the call calling her and um, so it, the phone rang a couple of times and she, a, a woman answered and I said, is this, um, I, I think I just said, is this Sandra um, Leonard? And she said, yes it is. And I said, well, um, I sent you a note a couple of weeks ago. I said, you know, my name is Paula. Um, and I just, and I could, I didn't finish the sentence and she just, sorry. She just started, started saying, sorry, I couldn't even say it. It really was kind of, a, it was just such a moment, but she just started saying, praise God, praise God, praise God. I don't know how many times. That's when I met the whole family, and um, and then uh, the the one of the great things is that then a couple years later we moved from Utah to California, right. and um, with both of my adoptive parents being gone, um, it was such a blessing to us to have you all there, right. and we were able to really get to know really get to know everybody by spending holidays and right. you know special occasions together. And now for part two, the exciting conclusion of our soul story with Paula Chug. Fast forward a bit to, well, in um, four years after that, um, you went out with a few of us to go to to see grandma, who was uh, mom's mom, who uh, right before she passed away, it was her 90th birthday. And um, you got to see and meet your grandma. Yeah, got to meet um, Grandma Mickens. And then mom's, um, one of mom's brothers and then mom's sister. Uh, I don't know if Uncle George was there or not. Um, what was that like? I think he was. Was he there? Um, I think he was. But I had met George. So after the funeral, um, I, I came over like the next night. That's right. And, um, and spent some time with everybody. Yeah. 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 And, um, and she, uh, I can't remember how long after that, but I have a letter that Aunt Lynn wrote me. It's really nice long letter, um, after that experience. But, um, so I had met a couple of them, but I got to meet um, her other brother and, um, and grandma and see like the family farm and all that. And it was really fun and, and great. And everybody 
couldn't have been more loving and gracious toward me. It was really, really good experience. And thankfully I've been able to go back a couple more times to visit yeah. and get to know people a little better. And, um, but yeah, and I was so thankful, I was just so thankful to have met her because she passed like a year later. Well, it was just a couple was months. She turned 90 in July and then in September she passed away. So yeah, I mean, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that, that was wonderful. And um, I, yeah, I was very thankful for, for being able to meet her and um, have that experience. Yeah. So yeah. fast forwarding to just a few years ago, um, I think we, when you and I went out back to Iowa, I think probably four years ago, you and I went back for mom's whatever high school graduation. She goes back. One of her reunions, yes. <laughs> but we, which, we wanted which, to get, by the way, she didn't let us come to with her. And she didn't. We she was worried she, we would embarrass her, which we would have, but I mean. We're like, we're your best, we're your best, uh, you know. Absolutely. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Your, your best kids. <laughs> Don't you want to show us off? Um, so we, we went out there and um, I remember talking to you about kind of your birth father and we started yeah. to get into that conversation and, and wondering who he might be. And at that time, so this is only four years ago, at that time, you were like, yeah, I'm not, I'm just not there. I'm not, I'm not mm -hmm. interested in it. But then something changed because two years ago, you, um, I think you were visiting me and you said, by the way, <laughs> by the way, I just, I just, I found my birth father or I found him on Facebook or something. Take, take us through yeah. that. When did that start? <laughs> like, it seemed so like it changed true. overnight. All of a sudden you wanted to find him. Yeah, it was kind of an interesting, um, thing. I really had not. So, so our mom remembered his name as being George Brown. Okay. And I uh, couldn't fathom how I would possibly find him. Yeah. I also didn't know the circumstances of his life or anything sure. like that. Yeah. And I, so, you know, I had all those same, obviously, worries and feelings about that. And then I would say to myself, do I need that? Hmm. Um, do I need that? I had great parents. I had great grandparents I had you know now I've got this huge family right. and uh, I just felt a lot of um I felt a lot of peace from the people who were already in my life mm. and I I also didn't want to have one of these bad experiences which yeah. I are are all too common and I I worried about it I didn't want it to change to somehow infiltrate and you know uh make me feel feelings that I didn't really want to feel so yeah. um but I remember talking about that on our morning walks and um yeah I just wasn't there and then um a couple of years ago I um I just I don't know I guess I'm not really sure what prompted me to do it but I felt like I wanted to know if I could and so um, I did my ancestry DNA. So here's a little plug for ancestry. But, um, <laughs> I did my had my DNA done, 
And um, so one of our one of our sisters, my half sister, your your full sister, Donnie Ann, has had also done hers, and maybe that's what got me thinking. But she was now in the database. She was now in Ancestry's database. And so I did mine, and I knew then because it it matched us up. Right. It said you're either. I think it. I think it says we're close relatives, like either. It doesn't come out and say half siblings, but it okay. it measures, you know, how many things you have in common, and okay. and she's like my closest relative on there. So sure. So I what I could do was with that information because now once you have that, then I'm like, okay, now I need to know. Now I you know I need to see if I can find this out. So I once once I could see all of all of the people that Donnie and I matched in common. I went through and I put a star by because I could rule them out, not right. on my birth death side, right. not, not related in that way. So that really was a lot of impetus because if I couldn't have done that, hmm. it would have been maybe not possible. Wow. Maybe so. I don't know. But I did that and then I could say, okay, these people I'm related to. And so on Ancestry, I think it's still this way. You can either make your profile public or private, but it's it's an on or an off and you got to decide. And so I remember I went weeks where I was turning that thing on and off like a light because I was worried. <laughs> I'm like, who's going to see me? Like maybe my birthday, my dad's birthday is going to see me and they're going to want to know. And I just freaked out about it. And I remember I'd go in like during the day, I'd turn it off. And then by the night I was calmed down, I'd turn it back on. It was just the dumbest thing. Um, <laughs> but it's a nerve, it's just a, such a nerve wracking thing. And yeah. so, because it means a lot. It's, yes. it's a weighty, it's a weighty thing. Right. Being adopted is like, a really big part of who I am because right. I always knew and I always used it to set myself apart when people wanted to know what was interesting about me mm. that's what I would say wow. um always and so um it made me unique and mm. sometimes I liked that of course sometimes I didn't but in any way right that's that's the way it felt so anyway uh, one day when my profile was turned on um, I got an email from a second cousin who, um, said, oh, we're related, but I don't know who you are. You know, you're not in my family tree. I'm like, surprise. So, um, <laughs> so, and I didn't know, you know, I'm still thinking George Brown, George Brown. Sure, sure. So, um, so I looked at his profile and I don't think he had his, um, I don't think he was sh shared his tree or something. Okay. So I couldn't really see into this very far, but, um, he was so nice. And, um, so I thought I'm just going to share. So I, you know, I told him who I was in an email and I said, this is, this is my story. And, um, I said, if, if you know who my birth father is, I, you know, I just want to ask for your discretion um, because I, I don't obviously want, first of all, I don't know if I want to make contact sure. and I don't know sure. if he wants to, 
need to make contact. And I, I just don't know how I feel about all this. So he was so kind and respectful and um, Christian man and just um, his wife has been searching for a brother for years and years and just kind of we had these things in common and um, he had recently retired and he said, let me help you. Wow. And so, yeah. Um, and so he showed me something like I, you know, gave him, you know, obviously he knew my birthday and these types of things. And so he kind of fleshed out his tree and at one point sent me a, I could have this a little bit wrong, but this is the way I remember it and sent me a screenshot of part of his tree and there is George Flood. Wow. So not George Brown, but George Flood, F-L-O-O-D. And I thought, well, um, that's not that far off, yeah. you know, and I, and obviously I'm, I'm a blood related to this family. Right. So I don't know how it couldn't, like, it just, it had to make sense even though I wouldn't know till much later that it really, really was solid, but I still doubted all along the way, but I, I couldn't imagine that that wasn't who it was. And so I started uh, doing my Facebook stalking <laughs> performance. <laughs> you can hire me anyone if you're interested. I'm good at it. So <laughs> um, not really, but I, I did start trying to find him on, on social media and on public records and anywhere I could look. And, um, and so what I could see, so I, I, so I felt like I found him. There was a man that I found and I, I looked at his picture 10 different ways to Tuesday and upside down and in a lot of light and not a lot of light and sideways and asked everybody, do I look like this person? Is there a resemblance? You know, and he was by that time, uh, in his, uh, I don't, he's probably about 75, maybe when that picture was taken. Okay. And so, um, hopefully I don't rem resemble that much a 75 <laughs> year old man, but, <laughs> but, um, I felt like there was something, uh, there I did. And so, um. I looked through all the public records. I looked for, through everything I could. And what I determined was that he was married, had been married for a long time. Mm. And um, he had one daughter who the picture that I could see on Facebook seen, looked like it was at her wedding. Um, it, I think it was actually like her first anniversary, but at any rate, it was like a celebration. And um, pretty picture, pretty girl. I couldn't see any resemblance between myself and her, but, um, but I really did. I just couldn't imagine that it wasn't him. Right. It just didn't make sense right. to me it just, that it wasn't. It just him. felt like it was him. Yeah. And, and I, I could see that he, um, you know, he was living in California still. Um, I don't know. I did, I did everything I could, like I say, on ancestry, linking up his family, um, on other systems. And I just thought it must be. Yeah. I, so I had found this information out on, on, you know, public records and whatnot. And I, I wasn't totally sure what I was going to do with it. Um, 
but I came down, to, I came to California. I remember why now I was, um, it was because it was during COVID and I came down to buy a car. Oh, that's and, right. Um, yeah. And so I, I bought it down in Palm Springs. I drove it up to see mom before I drove it home to Utah. And so I went over to see mom and, uh, anyway, we had gone up to Donnie on store and then on the way back, we just kind of went over to the, your old neighborhood. We looked around at the houses. I showed her Tracy's house. I think that was the only time we had been over in that neighborhood together. Wow. And it was kind of, it was fun. Yeah. Wow. And, um, so then on the way home, we stopped at Olive Garden. We were getting some takeout and again, it was during COVID. So we were in the car waiting for them to bring us the food. And I, this had been on my mind, um, since I had gotten there and I didn't know how to bring it up. And I, I really, our mom is sensitive about, um, my situation. She has asked me, um, innumerable times, like if I have like hard feelings about having been given up for adoption I and mean, she's made me do like the test where she pushes your arm down and all that you know to see if I have these residual feelings toward her and she says you know I would understand if you did and I say I don't I'm good you know but she still makes me do the test anyway so I'm I just try to be you know cognizant of the fact that I don't want her to feel like I am making a judgment against her because right. heaven knows I have made my fair share of mistakes and I, I their life is too short to judge. Right. I just don't have time for that. Right. So um <laughs> there's just not time. <laughs> I I love her and I am thankful for her and that's all there is. So right. um so we're sitting in the car and I decide to spring it on her and I ask her what she if she if the name George Flood rings any bells and I didn't say what context or anything but I I didn't know where she'd go with it and I remember she said I feel like I have heard that name wow and I yeah and I said could that be my birth father's name and right. maybe you misremembered the last name and she said I I she had to really think and she said it, it could have been wow she said it could have been as she thought about it more, it felt more right. Um, and then I showed her his picture that I found on social media. And she just said, I mean, it had been so uh, 50, over 50 years. I said, I think, I think that's him. Wow. So she just said, well, you know, she wanted to know what I was going to do. I, I don't know. I don't know yet. So, um, Anyway, after that, I, I decided to do nothing. I sat on it. Of course, we were going through COVID and all that, and, and everybody had enough to think about um, with that going on. And so I, I busied myself. I, I'm, I started a new job, this and that. So it just wasn't necessarily on my mind. Um, last, so a year ago, July, so a little over a year ago, I was here at home. Um, by myself on a Saturday afternoon and I was not thinking about him and out of the blue I had a very strong prompting that I needed to write him a note Wow! and it was it was very clear and very strong and I I didn't 
fight it, I, I found a note, a little cute little note card. And um, I wrote his last known address and um, he was still living there. So um, I just said, this is who I am. And um, I, I'm happy, I, I'm fine. You know, I, I don't remember my words. Um, I, um, I'll have to look at them again because I've since been able to um, see that no, but I, um, anyway, I just told him who I was and I, and I said, I'm good. I, I really am good. I just, I want you to know that. I want you to have that peace. Yeah. If you, if you even think about, yeah. you know, I didn't know, sure. but I just said, if you have any desire to make contact with me, here's my information. And I just left it there. And I was, I was going to be fine with that. Yeah. Well, I I say that, but it really was a little bit hard when I didn't get any response. Right. You know, I got, I got nothing back. Um, So that was July. I sent it on July 12th. Hmm. Um, And uh, well, I guess I mailed it on the 11th, but it's postmarked the 12th. I can't remember, but anyway, I know it's postmarked the 12th and I'll tell you why in a minute. So I, um, I sent that note. We heard nothing. I heard nothing. And it wasn't in my mind off and on. It would, it would come into my mind and I'd be like, well, I, you know, I said I was okay. And I, I feel like I did what I needed to do. And, you know, that's that. And I was very worried. I was very cognizant of the fact that all I could see was that he had one daughter. And I thought, that is such a special relationship. Mm. She probably has no idea about me. I mm. I could not imagine that she would. And I just thought, I don't, I'm not gonna jump in on this daddy-daughter relationship and ruin it. Mm. You know, I don't want her to think less of him. Um, I just didn't want anything like that. So I just hoped that he got it, burned it, whatever he wanted to do with it. Um so then one night, Bruce and I were out to dinner. We were in a lot, still COVID. Um, <laughs> we were in a line, a drive through line to get dinner. And I opened my email um, to kill some time. And there was an email from Natalie Flood. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It, it was super, it was, I mean, I was just like, what like Bruce was like what did somebody die? like yeah I, like, he was right worried that there was like some really you know terrible thing and I and I'm like no it's you know I explained and and I read it and um so Natalie is my half sister um and it was just kind of insane I I um was she the girl I probably the can't picture? Yeah. Yeah. She was the girl in the picture. Yeah. And so, um, so, I mean, we, we made contact through email first for a while. Um, and, uh, I didn't even know if he was alive for a few emails. I did not feel comfortable asking anything, taking anything away from her. She was cautious, you know, obviously she wanted to make sure I was who I said I was and I wasn't some, you know, after something or, 
anyway. And so it, it took a while for us to build that relationship of trust. And um, so we so we did that. Um, we eventually talked on the phone. Um, and what I found out was just not what I ever imagined. So, um, so now, so, so, our, so my dad was married at a very young age. He was in the air force. Um, he married a woman in Arkansas, um, and they had a daughter and that's Kelly, Kelly Lynn. And they had a daughter and that was not a very happy time. They did. I guess there's just a lot of turmoil in that relationship. And so it ended uh, not very long after Kelly Lynn was very young mm. and she, her mother never really spoke of her dad again. Mm. And so she didn't know about him. She once, when she was young, uh, said she was running away to find her father mm. and um, just, you know, kind of needed this, wanted this, connection and so and I guess what I would say real quick here is just that so many times like when I found mom and all of you I needed that 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 full, helped fulfill me mm. but I really did not need this other um part I did mm. I I personally didn't but mm. what I have found out is that others did wow. and so others I feel you? like well, they needed me and they needed to know each other. Wow. So it was really important that I followed that prompting to write that note. Wow. Um, because Kelly Lynn would not have met dad, um, at least not um, for a while. And so, really? or maybe not at all. And so he then he had that divorce and then he met and married another woman and they had a son and that's my brother nathan and um we so natalie growing up she knew about nathan she met him once when she was six um but he didn't ever live with them and she didn't know much he was quite a bit older he was already in college when she met him and so and she never knew about kelly kelly then and so she never knew about me, not, didn't have an inkling. And Natalie um, always wanted siblings, oh. always. She, she wanted to know Nathan better with all her heart. She'd write little books about him, me and my brother Nathan, wow. you know, um, just the cutest thing. She wanted sisters when she'd have sleepovers she would take her friend's little clothes and hang them in her closet, oh. put their little shoes there to feel like they were her siblings to yeah. pretend. Yeah. She really wanted siblings. Mm. And so she was actually really excited to know me. Um, and so we worked together and we found Kelly Lynn and we made contact with her, which was so Wow. overwhelming to her she we um we tried calling she didn't answer I texted her and I said this is who we are we just want to know you yeah um we don't and she she was so sweet and she responded and she said I just need a minute like, <laughs> <laughs> she's like can we talk tomorrow because she just like was like you know she's she's quite 
you know, she's older than us and she's just like mature. And she's like, I've gone how many years, you know, wow. she's like, I need a minute. <laughs> and so <laughs> we, um, I, yeah, it was so great. I mean, she's just so honest and oh, she just has like a heart of gold. You can just see it. And so she, um, we talked to her the next day. We had a three-way call and with the three of us talked. Um, I can't remember if it was before that or after that. We were researching, trying to find Nathan um, so hard. And I eventually, um, I eventually, I eventually found a record that he had passed like a long time ago he died in 1992 he was only 29 wow and so I found that out and I was hesitant to tell Natalie um because I just I just didn't want to be the bearer of that news yeah. um and I remember she called me like the next morning after I had found that because we were in this investigative process together and um uh I remember she was talking about something and I just um I can't remember exactly what it was but I said oh don't I, I think she had experienced a bunch of losses their neighborhood all these things and I was like I said to her you're saying all the wrong things I can't tell you what I have to tell you you know and she's like what and so I told her and um so obviously we were both so sad um she more so because she had met him and kind of you know in a young girl's way like idolized this older brother that you know he was he was smart he was at Berkeley he was at UCLA wow. he was he was very smart and accomplished wow. um and uh so it was hard to find that out so and Kelly Kelly never knew about Nathan of course you know she didn't know about any of us so, um, so we made, uh, we just, I decided to go and meet, uh, my dad, George, wow. um, in April. Yeah. And so I flew down and I, I went and Natalie and I met like at a park and just chatted for a while. Um, and then we drove over to his, he was in an assisted living. We drove over there and um so this is in april and we had um it was it was just so nice it was just nice it felt good um i i felt i felt a little bit i don't know how much i felt really i felt um i felt that i was i felt that it was helping him mm. um I don't know if that makes sense. I, yeah. I it wasn't like I yeah. loved every minute of it, but yeah. I also felt like this is an elderly person. He yeah. was in poor health, very poor health, cancer, um, and uh, had been battling cancer. And I just thought, I hope that this helps him be at peace yeah. with with his life, you yeah. know. And so. Um, so we did a Zoom call with uh, with um, Kelly Lynn because she couldn't come out. And so the, the um, four of us sat in his assisted living and we talked over this Zoom for like three hours. Wow. And he was completely engaged that whole day. Wow. Um, completely engaged. And Kelly Lynn was just so immediately um, 
loving and sweet to him. It was so impactful, I think, to Natalie and I, because she just said, I, you know, always, you know, thought about you and I love you. And it was super, it was just the coolest thing to be a part of, yeah. to see that reunion, which I don't think would have happened because um, at least not for a long time. I think Natalie eventually would have found found Kelly Lynn. Um, she wouldn't have found me. She wouldn't have known and, about me. Uh, no. And, um, and then a year to the day of me mailing that letter, our dad passed away. Paula. And he was never, he was never again, like that cognizant, aware, engaged, never again. Wow. We just had a miracle. Wow. Yeah. So luckily now that we recorded that, so we have it to fall back on, but um, he was never engaged like that again. Um, so we just all feel like it was such a blessing. And of course it was hard for Kelly Lynch and get to meet him in person, but she got to see him. She got to tell him she loved him. So that's why I say that, you know, I think often if we let him, God uses us in these ways. Absolutely. And we have to be aware and open to that because I think he utilized me in that way. And I just am very blessed to be able to see it because I think he uses us as often as we will allow it. But often we don't know the outcome. We don't you know, maybe we help someone and we never see them again and we don't know this outcome. But this, I, I saw full circle for myself and it just was, um, I just felt so blessed to be a part, even a part of that. Um, and so, so now I have more siblings. <laughs> so, As if you needed any more. <laughs> because yeah, I needed more birthdays to keep track of so <laughs> so now we just begin the process of um we've reached out we've talked a little bit to nathan's mom um she's still living and um we have um you know we still get to meet kelly lynn we haven't met her in person yet and um our families haven't met um and I haven't met her kids or anything like that. So there's this whole, and now I've got like other cousins reaching out. Um, so now there's this whole process of getting to know this new other side of my family. Wow. So Paula, it's yeah. so, it really yeah. is a beautiful story. It, your life, the, I don't know that I, really, I, I was joking with you before we started recording that you're fearless, but I, I really think of you as, as incredibly brave and, and fearless. I mean, you just, I don't know that I would have been able to do what you did and just, just admire you so much. And obviously, I mean, you said that you needed to find us, but you were obviously missing from all of our lives and have made our lives so much more full having you in it. I can't imagine. I can't imagine not having you in my life. And I'm so grateful that you didn't take the, the silences 
you know, waiting two weeks for mom to call. And I, I just know that I know mom, it had nothing to do with not wanting to talk to you, but everything with how do I make, how do I do this? How would I, how do I, do I tell everybody? Do I, what do I, what do I do? Like she would have just been overwhelmed. I've not done that, you know? Well, and that was also, again, another time in her life that was hard. Her husband was, you know, your dad was elderly. He was older than she was and he was in poor health. Um, He, he did not, when I met you all at the apartment, um, he, he spoke to very few words, you know, he was, he was ailing, you know, he, he really was. So, um, it, you know, she was caring for him. She was a caregiver and then a mother of 10 already 10. Right. And she was, you know, spending a lot of time, um, you know, figuring out where Aaron was and taking care of this and that and the other. And so, you know, it's our lives are all we all have full lives yeah and so and you know I don't know and yet if we don't take the time for these types of things if we don't if we don't make the time for things and people that matter I mean this is it's obviously it's not full enough because we need you and you need us and and now you have other people that you're you're connecting to who need you and and I just love it. I just think it's such a beautiful story. And I'm, I'm so grateful that um, I, when I asked you to share, it's, I thought, well, maybe, I mean, it's such a private thing, but for you, (laughs) you see it as this is my life. And, um, you know, if this was turned into a movie, who would you want to play you? Oh gosh, that's a good question. I mean, I look just like Julia Roberts, so it, it could it be could her. Be. <laughs> but, you know, with the height, that's the height true. and everything. The height, right, absolutely. She's probably only two feet taller than I am. So, <laughs> really. so maybe Lisa Loeb. I mean, she does look like you. Maybe, yeah. And then definitely for Bruce would be Brad Pitt. Yes, absolutely. So it would be a I think that's a good. I think that's a good match. <laughs> I'm 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 glad for the opportunity I mean I think it's always to me it's fun to talk about I feel like it's been a very if I died tomorrow I would have had a full life I because I have all of these people in it who who love me and who I love and it's been also um, an experience like not only being adopted, but then adopting and having right. Ethan in our lives. And um, I think it's just, I don't know, it's just been a very big part of my life. And um, it, yeah, it's its such a part of my life that it's just, it's who I am. I don't feel like it's personal or private because it's, if you know me, you probably know I was adopted and you probably know I have 15 siblings. <laughs> That's fine. To know you is to know that. <laughs> That's right. Just last week at a work conference, what's the most interesting thing about you? I said, I grew up with one sister and I now have 15 siblings. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for sharing. Thanks I love for it. having me. Love you. And- yep. All of you, who you. thanks for, for joining us on this uh, on this episode, episode 10 of the Nefesh podcast, and we will talk to you next time.